We come together in our weakness to reconnect the seekers and worship one true God. We come together with the broken whose words may go unspoken. We gather all as one. United in one spirit, each different in appearance, all are welcomed in the house of God. We gather in love. Welcome to the World Library Podcast, the official podcast of World Library Publications, joyfully serving the singing, praying, and initiating church since 1950, and part of the J.S. Pollock Company since 1972. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host. Be sure to subscribe to receive all of our episodes, and you can visit us at wlpmusic.com. Today, we present Stories and Songs with John and Gotti. John is a full-time music missionary. He travels throughout many parts of the world, providing inspirational music and witness to all ages through concerts, workshops, retreats, missions, conferences, and liturgies. John is originally from Clarksburg, West Virginia, and now resides in Nashville, Tennessee. He is a graduate of West Virginia University and the U.S. Military School of Music, where he was a member of the U.S. Navy Band as a lead vocalist. John received his master's degree in pastoral studies from the Catholic Theological Union in Chicago in 2013. John is the most prolific composer in our contemporary catalog, and we welcome him as our guest. Welcome, John, to the podcast. Good morning. Good. Good to have you here. If we could start out by telling us, how did you become involved as a, as a World Library artist? Um, in 19... I want to say... Uh, 95, I had made, uh, I was um, working for West Virginia University Foundation. I had a rock band on the side, and I was doing some um, music as the contemporary music director at my parish in West Virginia, in Morgantown, West Virginia. And my pastor uh, was friends with Virgil Funk, Mm -hmm. who was, as you know, the president of NPM. So they went to school together. So he calls Virgil Funk and says, hey, I got this young musician. He's very talented. He said he's written some stuff. He said, uh, what should he do with it? He said, well, he said it seems like World Library is the upcoming uh, contemporary publisher these days. And this was 1995, 96. And um, so I sent it to World Library. I had a cassette tape that had 10 songs, which I still have. that I, it cost me $300 to make the cassette. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, it's called Come Follow Me, and WLP probably still has some of those Come Follow Me's on the shelf somewhere. I'll have to look for those. I haven't seen them in a while, but uh, I'm sure our archive has a copy of two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Turn it into a CD or something. Of course, nobody uses CDs these days anyway, so we don't know what we're going to turn it into. <laughs> I think it's in the cloud, as we say. Yeah, you know? that's where it's at. And, uh, and so going, going further back, uh, how, how did you begin your music career? Well, um, I, was, I was forced to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was told by, I, I'm, I'm one of four adopted children, and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my adoptive mother was a, a musician, church organist. She went to Manhattanville. She uh, mandated that piano lessons was a mandatory item for each and every one of us. And um, I always remember hating practicing and all that kind of stuff. But there was always a piece of me on the inside. It was like, you know, I kind of like this, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, but you want to act like you don't like it kind of thing. And uh, so my mother basically forced us to take piano lessons when we were little. And okay. um, my brother has a, he's an amazing classical player and drummer. My sister can sight read anything. And, and so, and then I have this, you know, uh, being able to hear the music and write and sing and perform and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So each of us have a different musical skill. So it's kind of a unique thing where, you know, for adopted children, my little sister, she wasn't as hard on her. So uh-huh. she, she, she did liturgical dance. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Not Anyway. Well, that's fantastic. And, and of course, your, your catalog with World Library is so large that um, I've decided we're going to take one song from each of the albums and let you tell the story behind the song and I'll let our listeners hear it just so they can put the two together. So I'm going to go back to, the, to one of the first albums we distributed for you called okay. On This Journey. And uh, that's John and Gotti and Oracle. And so uh, tell us about the song On This Journey. Well, on this journey was wow. That's way back, my man. Oh yeah. That um, <laughs> uh, that was just me coming to really be awakened that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It just looks like it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of basically what the story is like. Is is on this journey that um, you know we're always looking to the other side of somebody else's stuff, and yet our own grass is just as green. It's just from a different perspective and basically to kind of be happy where you are and to find, and you know, the journey that we're on, this faith journey is where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So that's how that song came to be. Okay. Well, listeners, let's give a listen to On This Journey. I walk around the clean dirt and wonder what to make of God's earth. I used to stop and stay grass that grows the rainbow's flame But when I reach that rainbow's end To see a better sight We're going to move to the first WLP-produced album called Rise Up My People. And so tell us about the title song, Rise Up My People. Actually, Rise Up My People was a song that was on On This Journey that actually got <laughs> picked up by World Library. Uh, it was originally done on On This Journey, and then we recut it. But it was an Advent song. Ah, okay. And so it's an Advent song. It's the, it's the John the Baptist cry. It was actually, I actually read it after, wrote it after we... Um, had done a production in West Virginia of, of Godspell. And okay. uh, so, you know, it was kind of had that John the Baptist cry out in the beginning. And then it's it's um, it's just rocking. It's an easy song to play, but it, it has all this energy. And so 
that's where that came from. And I think World Library heard that and found, you know, the choir parts are so easy to sing. You hardly ever need the music. And um, it was different. Mm-hmm. It was different. And um, so that's where that came from. Okay, let's give a listen to Rise Up My People from the album Rise Up My People. You vipers brew Who want you against the coming retribution Then prove your repentance by the fruit which you bear. I baptize you with water, but he'll baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. My people. Okay, next we have an we have an album called Common Ground, and uh, the album we'd like the song we'd like to talk about is Teach Us How to Pray. That's actually a song we're teaching our children's choir this this week. Oh, fantastic! And, uh, fantastic. It, it became um, it was something that I wrote for Meredith Meredith Dean at the time, Meredith Gustin, and um, uh-huh. Meredith and I have been friends since she was born, mm-hmm. and so in those days we were both living in. Uh, in West Virginia, and um, I wanted to just write, it was based on that, um, the scripture passage of, Lord, teach us to pray, mm-hmm. you know, so it has a little bit of the uh, pieces of the Our Father in it, but the thing is, it's basically, it, it, it's, um, it can be used as kind of a praise song, and almost in Teze form, because it's repetitive over and over again, the, 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 the A section, the B section, and then with this lift of this key change, and um Gary Daigle was the one who was uh, playing the piano on this piece. Mm, and wow. He, he, he produced that album. Oh, album yes, record. yes, that's right. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and give a listen to This is Teach Us How to Pray from the album Common Ground. Lord, teach us how to pray. Just what to say. Teach us how to love. Oh, my Lord. Teach us how to pray. As we come to Wonderful. And now we're going to move to the next, the next album in the catalog is, a, is another uh, distributed album uh, for the Christmas season called Angels Cry Aloud with Joy. So tell us about that song. Well, that's a piece that's kind of like um, the, the words are written by my pastor at the time in Memphis was Bruce Cinquegrani. Mm-hmm. So that's like a nice Italian singable name right there. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
So it, it was written for midnight mass as part of the proclamation before mass starts. So that's exactly when it was done as this proclamation um, for angels cry out, which is so it has this Hodie Christus, not too sassed part in it. And it, um, um, it has three different movements in it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's fun to sing. It's, uh, um, it's available through me, um, mm-hmm. and um, but it, it's it's a great song. It's fun to sing, and it really kind of outlines the you know the end of this Advent uh, season as the soloist uh, cries out, um, "Today is born." Oh, I wonderful! Said, yeah, so it's wonderful. cool. All right, well, let's go ahead and give a listen to "Angels Cry Aloud with Joy." about the song uh, We Will Be the Light. Okay. Uh, be the Light was uh, written by Noel Garcia and myself. Mm-hmm. Noel was uh, in my parish at 16. Wow. And so I noticed that she was very talented uh, back then because she used to sub for me when I was on the road. So that made a very, very uh, uh, great friendship of which you know, Noel has items with WLP as well and now is a national speaker. And um, so... The song is both, in, it's bilingual, it's English and Spanish, and mm-hmm. actually, and Jesse Manabusa, who's a friend of mine, uh, I talked him into doing the, the, the rap section on this, and so this was uh, <clears throat> just a fun piece and more of a, a Latin flair mm-hmm. with horns and produced by Ed Boldex, so it's, oh, yeah. we like. That's great, and, and for the listeners, Noel Garcia is also a WLP contemporary artist, uh, which we, we are very fond of. So let's go ahead and take a listen. This is the song, We Will Be the Light, from the album Testify. Let your light shine, let us walk in the light. Let your light flow, help us to know what is right. Let your graces fall to renew us all. And we will delight as 
Okay, next we have the famous album Angadi Live, recorded at Lindenwood Christian Church in Memphis, Tennessee. And so uh, I would like you to talk about this song, and this is a very popular song called I Send You Out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I Send You Out uh, was written very quickly one day in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, sitting around a piano uh, with that gospel, uh, Know That I Am With You Always Until the End of the World. Oh, okay. And it basically sung itself, and the song that I was listening to right before I walked into the room was Hootie and the Blowfishes. Um, uh, was one of their songs. I can't think of what it was. Um, anyway, yeah, it's okay. it was one. It, it was a Hootie and Blowfish song. It had this riff, and I walked in with that in my head, and started with that. And next thing you know, I send you out came out, and so this is a version that's a live version mm-hmm. that's uh, produced by Kevin Page and yes. Entourage folks. Yes, and I, I know typically you end your uh, your sessions with this song uh, as it's a great sending out song. So uh, if, uh, listeners, don't leave the podcast yet. We're not over. We're just going to let you listen to the song <laughs> I Send You Out from the album Ungodly Live. Baptize you in the name of the Father. I baptize you in the name of the Son. I baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Go out and spread good news. I send you out. I send you out on a mission of love. I send you out. I send you out on a mission of love. I send you out. I send you out on a mission of love. I know that I am with. Next, next we have, and yes, uh, listeners, he has a lot of albums. So here, here we go. The next one is called uh, Stand in the Light. And uh, we want you to talk about another collaboration with Noel Garcia called uh, Light of the World. Light of the World was a text that uh, Noel had given me. And uh, we had uh, been talking about, I forget what it was. We were doing these events in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And... Um, thing about Light of the World that spoke to me was that it's written, it, it goes between so many different keys and uh, talks about how we go forth as the light of the world, but it talks about the struggles that you have, that through the struggles, you know, uh, you, you, the light still dwells within you, mm. you know, it, as your light shines through, even through your struggles. And, you know, because that becomes what you hold on to with faith as you, you know, nobody escapes struggling. Nobody escapes suffering. Mm-hmm. And you know, the path isn't always straight. You know, there are tree limb isn't a straight limb. It's a, it has crooked limbs and and things that might, you know may not look perfect. When you step back and look at the tree, it's a beautiful piece of artwork. Oh, well said, well said, uh, listeners. Here is the song "Light of the World" from the album. When I'm in darkness and can't find my way out. You light my way, you light my way When I'm in sorrow and can't see past the doubt You light my way, 
in life my way When I feel like all hope is gone And I don't have the strength to carry on I can look up to you And see your light shining through My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world you radiate My crooked paths you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world Next, uh, we have the album Extraordinary Love, and I'd like you to talk about the song Hold On that you wrote with Grady Gambrell. Okay. Uh, Grady is uh, one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Grady is uh, struggling with four states, pancreatic cancer right now. And yes. um, we were sitting on a plane together uh, years ago, heading, I think, to California. And uh, I had this idea in my head about writing a, a more of a graduation song for from a perspective of the parents. Mm-hmm. And so basically, that's what it is. It's it's the parents' perspective of what do you really want for your children. Mm. And um, so it, it comes from my father who who's, who told me that faith was more important and more valuable than anything. So you know, what do you really? want for your children you know we want success we what is success you know we want them to be safe what is safe at the end of the day the most important thing that you want for your children is faith and not that you can give it to them but you can show it to them right right oh yes and um so um okay listeners we're going to play the song hold on this is a song written by john and Gotti with Grady Gambrell from the album Extraordinary Love. So dream of how the world could be if we all believed in love. Never be afraid of who you are. And know that if you fail, it's not the end of the song. I think you're one of the few artists that have more than one Christmas album in our catalog. And so the next one is called Welcome Home for Christmas. And listeners, you might remember this was the um, title and theme song for the last year's Christmas podcast we did. So now you get to hear the story about the song Welcome Home. So, John, tell us about that one. Welcome Home was for the Creasters. Ah, okay. You know, know, and everybody's kind of like, they only come for Christmas. And they only come, you know, we're not moving our seats. It's like, wait a minute, you know. And 
and uh, it has a piece of uh, uh, Hark the Herald that you can kind of hear underlying. It. Yes, and, yes, the, and, the, and opening, the, uh, the opening harmonica riff, yeah. Right, yeah. And, that, you know, and the thing about it is that, you know, it's, it's, it's when we welcome the stranger, God calls to the angels and says, Hark the Herald angels sing, because, you know, the, it, through the, when we become this living Christ, you know, this love that came to us wrapped in a baby, Mm-hmm. And when we become that to the stranger and welcome people who are lost and, you know, w- with a smile, with an embrace and, you know, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's welcome home. And and when we welcome another home, I could just hear God saying, hark, the angels, mm. glory to the newborn king. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's when that really kind of hits home. Ah, it's, a, it's a wonderful song. And so listeners, let's let's take a listen to Welcome Home from the album Welcome Home for Christmas. Oh, weary traveler, you've been gone so long. We've prepared a place for you to call your home No need to worry No need to fear No matter what You are always welcome here So bring your burdens We'll ease your load It's Christmas Welcome home Welcome home Oh child of God Welcome home Into Christ's loving arms The door is open You're not alone Welcome home Our, our next album is called I Believe, and I'd like you to tell us about the song There's a Presence. There's a Presence was written in Spain when a friend of mine, Dan, from Cincinnati, um, his wife's a dear friend of mine, she's a DRE at a parish there. Anyway, I, I gotten word that Dan had died, mm-hmm. and I was sitting in, a, in this little room in Spain, and I had my guitar, and it just kind of spoke to me that I could feel his presence, you know, that, um, and so it started like that, that there's a presence, and then it turned into, you know, as I dove deeper into the writing of it, it, it became more Eucharistic for us to realize that when we come to communion, it, it's not just the communion, it's the whole encounter of the Mass, that there is a presence in this place, and to be conscious of that, because believing is critical. And where it says, this is, I believe in you. And so when people come forward for communion or people enter into the church, you know, we have to exclaim together that, that, that I believe, mm. you know, I, I believe in you. So not only is the title of the song called I Believe, but in that song, there's a presence that also states that I believe in you, because when you believe, then all of a sudden you can take that leap of faith which doesn't always make sense mm, okay. like when you recognize there's a presence in this place, you know, 
takes us uh, into another, takes us into this encounter with the risen living God. Wow, that's powerful. Uh, Listeners, here is the song, There's a Presence, from the album, I Believe. There's a presence in this place. There's a presence in this place. I can feel it in my bones. And I know it in my soul. There's a presence in this place. Okay, the next album is called We Gather in Love, um, which also has the revised Massive Rejoicing by John and Gotti. And we're going to talk about another one of your greatest hits, Jesus Reigns. Jesus Reigns is um, was written for uh, like Pentecost uh, was written for that after Easter season mm-hmm. uh, when we exclaim that Jesus reigns and it's really written as a simple easy uh, kind of praise tune mm-hmm. uh, um, but it has these uh, we're working with the Barnes family in Memphis and um, uh, using them with their amazing uh, vocals. There's their family of four, and, and, and they just really threw in these background vocals off the cuff that was like, yes, that's the part. You know how music sometimes, when you're in the studio, things kind of fly. You don't always have charts. Sure, know, sure. Magic happens sometimes in the studio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it was that kind of thing because um, that, that recording was done as part of my um, uh, capstone project at Catholic Theological Union to look mm-hmm. at writing, in, intentional writing. So it's just not writing a song and then placing it in a particular mass part, but looking at a need so as ascending mm-hmm. or as a gathering, and what is it calling, and how does this text help us to recognize that Jesus reigns? Wow. And uh, so I think many of our listeners know this song, but here is Jesus Reigns from the album We Gather in Love. Okay, 
Okay, next, um, I'd like to tell us about the musical Job the Now Testament. Job is uh, a story that I feel has been given to me to tell in a unique way. It's, it's, it took 15 years in the writing. It actually started in almost 20 now. So it started in like 1999. Mm-hmm. And um, I had uh, this idea to, to write about Job because I feel people suffer and, and you know, the, the story of Job was intriguing to me, but I actually struggled with the ending of Job in terms of him getting stuff back. And so um, even though he suffers because when my sister lost her son and my brother loses his son, you don't get all that back. And how, where is God in the middle of people suffering? Mm-hmm. So to, to write this story as uh, it's called the now Testament because it begins in black and white and it begins in the now and it's dealing with a guy who is, uh, dealing with uh, his own mortality as he and he has uh, one friend who's an agnostic, one who's religious, his wife and three other friends. And as a small community, they're on the way to the soup kitchen to feed the children on the specific day when he gets word that he himself is sick. Oh. And as he takes his lament to God, as why is this happening to me? His religious friend comes to him and says, let me tell you a story that may help you with your suffering. And as he begins to unfold the story, the character falls asleep. And as he sleeps, the set turns around and comes in the color and he becomes Job. And the agnostic one becomes Satan and the religious one becomes God. So it has this little Wizard of Oz flair to it where his mm. friends become the friends of Job. And the children they were feeding become the children of Job. And so there's this uh, story that I, I've taken some liberties with to unpack who is Job uh, uh, told inside this dream sequence. And uh, it ends with this song called Trust, because through my studies at Catholic Theological Union, you come to realize that the ending of Job is an add-on, mm-hmm. that the people of the time needed to have that Disney ending. Right. But the right. reality is, is people have to live with their suffering their whole life. Mm-hmm. And where is God in the middle of that? You know, I don't get another child. I don't get more finances back. I'm living in this. Where is God? And then the, the dreamy sequence ends with this song, T-R-U-S-T. You know, and so when he awakes, he tells the story of what he learned from Job. And then I can't give away the, the, the ending because you all have to just call me and bring it to your parish. So. All right. <laughs> and then you'll get the end. Well, I, I'd like to, you to talk about one of the songs on the album is a, is a song uh, that you wrote previously, but it's called I Survive. So um, tell us about that song and then how you placed it into Job. I Survive was written uh, at a time when I was uh, myself dealing with... Uh, uh, life struggles, but also with some friends of mine who were dealing with cancer. And so like a friend of mine came to me, one of the reasons why I do what I do, because this guy came to me and said, your song gets me through my chemotherapy. Mm. And I was like, oh, so music is just, we're just stewards of this gift. Yes. And what yes. do you do with this gift to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. So in the story of Job, it, it comes in at the very end, because as he's telling his uh, um, revelations from the story of Job, he intertwines the song I Survive along with Hold On. Right, right. Hold On is also in the show as well. So mm-hmm. there's this neat correlation between the two songs as he's singing I Survive and, and the cast is singing Hold On. And and uh, it, it's a moment at the end um, when he reveals that I survive even through death mm. because God loves me. That's wonderful. And uh, we're going to listen to the track I Survive, Hold On, from the soundtrack, Job the Now Testament. And I'll survive Cause God loves me 
gonna survive and look death right in the face I'll survive the struggle because God loves me my savior my confidant the beginning and the end my redeemer Never be afraid of who you are And know that if you fail It's not the end of the song God is always with you And love goes on and on To the hope for peace and justice brings us to the final three here. Um, the next album is called It's Time to Get Up, and uh, we're going to talk about the title song, and uh, so please share the story of that one with our listeners. Time to Get Up was written, I had had a uh, motorcycle accident three or four years ago, and, and I was sitting at home, the doctor said, you got to get out of the chair, and I didn't want to move. I mean, I had five broken ribs, collapsed lung, broken shoulder, road rash on my left side. I just did not want to get up. And I kept saying to myself, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Yeah. And next thing you know, Don't want the to melody get up. of that came yeah. out, it's time to get up. And then I, you know, doing through prayer or whatever, I was like, yeah, it's time to get up. You know, we have to reach across the aisles, you know, because we have all these borders and we have all these man-made entities that we've created to, mm-hmm. to cause to separate from each other. And there's only one God who calls us, you know, it's time to get up because God still loved the world that he gave us his only son so that all might who believe will know and come to know Christ. And so the world's in such a mess, we can't wait any longer. And it makes a great alarm clock a waker for you. So it's time to get up. Mm. So let's give a listen to It's Time to Get Up. It's time to get up. Time to get up. Don't wanna get up. Time to get up. Don't wanna get up. Time to get up. Don't wanna get up. 
would like to also ask you about one other track on this album. It's called Hope Sets the World Afire. Hope Sets the World was written as uh, one of the theme songs for um, L.A. Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote that with uh, Meredith Augustine, I think. Mm-hmm. I think John yes. Laherty may have been on that as well. And um, it, it, it was taken from this um, video that uh, I don't even think John Flaherty may have sent it to him. It's called um, What I Have Learned So Far. Hmm. And it was put on by uh, Marquette University. And it was talking about how you just can't, you know, meditation is old. It, it was, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the poet's name who, who quoted this particular, Mary Oliver. It was a Mary Oliver poem. And um, from that poem, it inspired me so much because the readings that day were about the transfiguration where, you know, you just can't sit on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go down the mountain. That's where the work is. You know, you you, you come to to, you, to get filled. You come to get renewed. Uh, and then we have to be sent back out down to where the work is because it's not just what our words are. It's our actions have to meet, match our words. So if I say I love you and I don't go help you, what's that say about me loving you? Mm. you know, so or somebody always says, well, I'll pray for you. Well, that's nice. Something, you know what I mean? Right, so it's right. words and deeds matched up together uh, and balanced out together, you know? So that's what uh, it's called hope. And when we do that, we provide hope. And when uh, we become people of hope, we set the world afire. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, we're going to listen to Hope Sets the World Afire by John Ngati and Meredith Augustine from the album It's Time to Get Up. We come to the mountain be renewed we come to the mountain to worship you here we are reminded of the promise that was made here we are reminded of your amazing grace and we are changed Jesus is our light, our hope, our Lord. Rise up and be inspired. Rise up, reach higher. Rise up and be ignited. Rise up and be the hope that sets the world apart. stretch um we've got uh, the latest album which is called today but we also have a collection of your greatest hits on a vinyl lp called thanks and praise so the first thing i want to ask you is how does it feel to have an actual record uh old (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for those millennials out there a record is like a cd but bigger and we actually talked about that in other podcasts but uh uh, most of the lps produced by world library publications uh, were done in the 80s and early 90s but we produced a few lps uh, actually three lps in the last couple of years and john was one of them so um a collection so so if you'd like to hear it's time to get up and warm vinyl uh it's on the vinyl it's on the album um but what uh, the, the 
song I want to ask you about is actually on today, and it's also on the vinyl, and it's called All Who Enter Here. So tell us about that one. All Who Enter Here, I went with Dan House uh, from Los Angeles. Dan and I have been mm-hmm. friends forever, and uh, Dan had this, uh, this hook in this refrain, and I was sitting at his apartment. We were uh, talking about it, and I was like, this is really, really catchy. And um, so I took the refrain and added some verses, and... Uh, really looked at it from the perspective, especially in the verses of, 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 you know, the first place we recognize Christ when we enter masses, not in the Eucharist, but in each other. Mm-hmm. That I confess to you, Almighty God, and my brothers and sisters, I messed up this week. Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes you, know, you wish so, it was that simple. Lord, I messed up this week. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to go through all the other stuff. It's just, you know. And, um, but anyway, so mm-hmm. to, to write this piece as a gathering song, uh, because, so that the words uh, can be internalized in people and um, who, those who gather, who, who recognize that, you know, humility and to humble ourselves before the throne, that the only place we all meet on common grounds when we come to Mass, because when we all gather before God, there's not one greater than the other. Mm-hmm. So all who enter here, you know, yes. are able yes. to receive God's amazing grace. And... So often we seem to um, create who's in and who's out based upon our own preferences. Mm. And the song is to lift us, uh, that we're all uh, vessels. Each of us have a mission, and that mission is to go forth to love and serve the Lord. And so, um, you know, the bridge doesn't always get sung because sometimes Father comes in too too soon. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But I think uh, the the bridge really kind of brings all this out. Mm. How we're all united on God's mercy and kindness. And it's about, you know, the forgiveness of all sin. Unknown caller. Not just the ones that we think is forgivable. Oh, yes. And, and sorry, another call was trying to break through there, but don't worry about that. We got, we got rid of that. Um, anyway, we're going to listen to the song All Who Enter Here, which you can find on the CD today or the vinyl LP, Thanks and Praise. All who enter here. God's loving mercy, all who enter here, God's amazing grace, all who enter here, peace of the Thank you, John, for sharing your stories with us today. Uh, if you could, tell us about your radio show, Living Real Radio. Living Real uh, started, uh, it's, it's, we're in our second year now, and it is a, um, we have people in the parish who own 94.5, the hippie. It's a, it's a 60s, 70s, 80s rock radio. Mm-hmm. And ask me what I do with the radio show on Sunday morning. And, and so I felt, you know, I've always felt that, um, in order for Catholic message and Catholic music to get out there, we got to stop talking just on the Catholic channels, and we got to keep going beyond that to reach to those. You know, those are important too, 
but also to reach out as best we can to those who are non-believers or who would not normally turn on to Catholic gyms. So uh, Robert Fiducia, who's the national speaker, Greg Walton, who is an uh, artist with uh, Spirit and Song, and Julianne Staley, who is our youth minister at the parish. We gather every week, bring in different guests from people who are atheists to pastors from other uh, churches uh, to find a place where we can dialogue and 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 begin a conversation so that we can all start to unite and find out what's real in, in people's lives uh, on an everyday basis. So we come in with everyday with no agenda, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a guest that we you know talk to about their faith journey. Some of them are musicians, uh, some are just you know regular folk out there in the world doing amazing things. So it's Living Real Radio that you can get as a podcast, mm-hmm. or you can go to uh, 94.5 on Sunday mornings, Nashville, and tune in at 8 o'clock. Sounds wonderful. Um, you can get Octavo's lead sheets, his mass setting, CD recordings, and his vinyl LP at wlpmusic.com. You can also get all of John and Gotti's songs on all digital music outlets, including iTunes, Android, Spotify, and Amazon Music. You can also hear John and Gotti on Pandora Radio. And tune in to John's radio show, Living Real Radio. You can find a convenient link on the homepage at VoicesAsOne.com. That's VoicesAsOne.com. Thank you so much, John, for being a guest today. Thank you, Larry. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. This podcast is copyright 2019 by World Library Publications, and all rights are reserved. For permissions, please visit our website at wlpmusic.com and click on the Reprints and Permissions tab. Thanks to Mary Lou Pollock-Rafferty, the owner of J.S. Pollock Company and World Library Publications, to Jennifer Odegaard, our Vice President and Chief Publishing Officer, Michelle Von Ebers is our Rights and Permissions Manager, Raquel Hernandez is our Marketing Director, Mary Beth Kundi Anderson is our Director of Publications, and Deb Johnston is our Productions Manager. I am Larry Van Mersberg and your host for WLP. Our opening song as we came in was We Gather in Love from the Thanks and Praise LP, and our closing song after the credits will be The Gloria from John and Gotti's Massive Rejoicing. Thank you for listening. (laughs) ¶¶